Harry Parrish. It's Wednesday, February 22nd. Welcome back to the Ion College Basketball Podcast. I got Matt Norlander here with me, and we got a lot to get to, including a preview of tonight's Duke-Syracuse game, and a preview of tonight's Louisville-North Carolina game, and a preview of tonight's Minnesota-Maryland game. But I want to start with uh, Wichita State. Greg Marshall's team won again last night, beat Evansville 109-83. So that's 11 straight wins. Shockers are 26-4. and They're 13th in Ken Palm, but they have a 40 RPI, and they only have one top 50 win and just two top 100 wins. According to Jerry Palm, CBS Sports, a bracketologist, right now, without the automatic bid that comes with winning the Missouri Valley Conference tournament title, he thinks that uh, the Shockers would probably be left out of the NCAA's tournament. So, Norlander, let me ask you this. Let's say that Wichita State goes 29-5, and which would mean they would lose to presumably Illinois State in the NBC tournament title game. What would you do with a Wichita State team, if you're on the committee, that's 29-5 and with a loss in the NBC tournament title game and they finish uh, the season before Selection Sunday with one top 50 win and two top 100 wins? What do you do with Wichita State? Fascinating team. And I remember last year, GP, I wrote, I think in mid-January, uh, last season, that uh, that uh, the 2015-2016 Wichita State team was going to present maybe the most curious uh, and debatable at-large case uh, that the committee's seen in a long, long time if they didn't get the automatic bid. And, well, certainly that ended up happening. What did the committee do? The committee paid attention to Sagarin and Ken Palm and respected the fact that Wichita State was highly ranked in those regards and effectively split the difference. Put them in the field, but put them in Dayton. Put them in the first four. And, and it was almost like, well, we're going to put them in, but that that inclusion did not corroborate with how highly Wichita State was ranked last year. Now we get this again. Wichita State is 27th in Sagarin. You said, what, 13th GP in, in Ken Palm? Yes. Insane. They are 43rd in KPI, which the committee will also look heavily on. The lack of big wins is going to be interesting. Now, let's remember that every season is its own individual entity, and the committee does not and should not and will not look at past teams as means to include or seed. Uh, some people re- reject that. I actually don't. Having gone through the process, you've gone through the mock process it is such a dense process of scrubbing and re-scrubbing and looking at all these things. I I just I I outright reject the notion that if Wichita State gets into the field this season, it will be because of its of its uh, reputation, what it's done in previous years. That just is not part of the process. And you're looking at the data from this year and this year alone, because they're ranked so high. It's going to be really intriguing. Um, now, maybe Wichita State is going to be so good that they're going to cruise and they're going to blast into the field and get the auto bid, and this is off the table. Although Illinois State, if it doesn't lose again until the title game, might have an interesting case not quite as strong as Wichita State. But with what they've done, even though they don't have a lot of good wins, I would put them in the field. And right now, you know, all Palm does, Jerry Palm and all these, you know, Lunardi and all the people that forecast the bracket, they're merely trying to look in the moment at what the committee would do based on, you know, each bracketologist's view of what's happened in years past. It's not a projection of their own feelings. If I was making a bracket and I was putting it together based on what I think should happen, 
I would probably have Wichita State as a as a nine right about now. And this is the one other thing uh, that I wanted to get to. I'm glad we started with this because I don't know if we'll if we'll get to this point in terms of seating and selection. But Ben Alomar, who works for ESPN, uh, he was part of the group that was invited with Jerry Palm, Ken Pomeroy, Jess Sagarin, Kevin Palga. They all went to the NCAA like you know three weeks ago or whatever, and one suggestion that is being put forth to the NCAA, and I don't think this will, this will happen because I think it, it's, it makes things even messier, is, okay, here's what you should do. You should include in the field the most deserving teams, the teams that scheduled ambitiously out of conference, th- that really put forth an effort, and this would also include a lot of major conference teams who, you know, like in the ACC this year, if you wanted to schedule like garbage in November and December and rely on your league, to up your strength of schedule overall and get big wins, you could totally do that. But you shouldn't, and the committee should not allow that because then it allows for bad scheduling in the first 25-30% of the year, and the big conferences can take advantage of it. So there should be a check and balance. But if you want to do that and say, here are the most deserving teams, just get them into the field. You qualified, you barely got in. But once we have the at-large pool, then we're going to seed accordingly with who we think the best teams are. And for that... We're going to use Sagarin, and we're going to use Pomeroy, and we're going to use BPI, more predictive measurements, because those things are telling us, by way of margin of victory, how good you really are. And right now, Wichita State rates as a top 15 team. So if you did that, yes, you could easily, if you said, okay, listen, Wichita State barely qualifies as a deserving team, but now that they're in the field, well, we should seed them accordingly to make the fairest bracket possible. Let's put them as like a five seed. You know, that that is the that is one possible school of thought being pitched to the NCAA. I don't know if they'll go with that because it is hard to marry the fact that if Wichita State didn't have even two top 50 wins or one top 50 win, how could that possibly justify them being a five seed, even if some metrics suggested clearly they're on that level? So let me back up just a little bit. Uh, you said that all Jerry Palm is trying to do, and I agree with you, is replicate what the selection committee would do. Is he wrong then? Because last year, um, they, they put Wichita State in based on uh, Ken Palm. And, and they, yes. like, they weren't in on the resume. They could, and, they, and if they get in this year, if they need an at-large, they're not going to get in on the resume. One top 50 win, two top 100 wins, that's not going to get you in. But they put them in last year despite having a weak resume because of the Ken Palm number. So here's my question for you. I understand, like, and I completely agree. All Jerry's trying to do is replicate what the committee would do. But does he have it wrong? Would the committee put Wichita State in right now? If they needed an at-large team, would Wichita State get one today? I think they would. I do, too. If, if, you're, if you're gun to head right now, we make the bracket, is Wichita State in? I think it is because that 13, that's a really high number. I mean, and based on what happened last year, and we talked about Wichita State's inclusion a lot last year. For listeners, just to give you a refresher, Wichita State was 26 and and nine overall, but entering the tournament, so it had eight losses entering, had defeated Utah out of league. That was a big win. Actually, I remember that game. Um, but that was pretty much it. I'm looking at their schedule from last year, GP. And it's, but here's where you get, and they were they actually rated as the best defensive team in the country last year. But you cannot compare what Wichita State was last year to what it is this year when evaluating Wichita State because the field around it is very different. So. I like looking at past years just to see what the committee has done overall, but on an individual basis, Parrish, 
you can't it doesn't add up like that and you can get into some real trouble and real contradictory thoughts when you when you start to do that but the fact is Wichita State is only has four losses it ranks higher it, it actually it was 13th last year it ended 13th in in Pomeroy last year and while tournament results don't validate or invalidate seeding the committee did split the difference and then Wichita State went into the into the tournament and and nearly got to the sweet 16 again you know in effect kind of reinforcing how good that it actually was overall. But I would think that they would be in, uh, it wouldn't, if you made me pick where, uh, probably, I, I would probably say that they'd put them in Dayton again. I think they might first for them again because it's really hard for the committee to accept the fact that their non-league schedule just does not have a lot there and they've split with Illinois State. But damn, they've looked good and they are killing everybody. I mean, this is legitimately... It's, it's legitimately a top 25 team at this point in terms of ability, but not necessarily accomplishment. Um, while recognizing that, yes, so one field is it doesn't equate to the next field or a field from five years ago. Everything's different, right? You're not competing against last year's field or next year's field. You're competing against this year's field. The truth is... Um, as it relates specifically to Wichita State, it's like it doesn't matter. Like whatever, based on resume, they wouldn't be in last year if you expanded the field to 75. Like it, like it's you know they they got in because of one specific reason, and that was because the there were certain computers that loved them, and it, that would be the exact same reason this year. So that's why I think the comparison actually matches up pretty well. Like, are you going to put Wichita State in just because? Um, no, they don't have the resume that you would norm, put in under normal circumstances, but. The, the computers, the, the ones that are uh, most heavily referenced, really, really like them and suggest that this is a legitimate NCAA tournament team. Uh, the, the committee did that last year. That's, that, that's what it boiled down to, whether they framed it that way or not. That's what it came down to. And if you were going to put them in this year, um, it would come down to the exact same thing. And so my thing is, if, if you're trying to replicate what the committee would do, and we just watched what the committee would do last year, like, it, it suggests that they would do the same thing again this year. And I know that what happened last year isn't supposed to matter. And the fact that Greg Marshall's coaching the team isn't supposed to matter. And the fact that it's Wichita State that we've seen make runs in the NCAA tournament isn't supposed to matter. And I, like, when you're looking at the computer screens, I understand it doesn't. These are still humans making these decisions. They know. Who, I understand. They, I know. They still know that. It's in their head somewhere. Whether they, whether they know it or not, they can sit there and deny to you. No, that did, we did not take Greg Marshall into account at all. We did not take um, last year's results or the 2013 Final Four into, into consideration at all. And, I, and I'll believe them because I believe they believe that. But it, for the same reasons when, some, when your buddy from down the street's filling out a bracket, he goes, ooh, you, 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 you want to take Tom Izzo to go deep because it's Tom Izzo. That's in somebody's head somewhere, whether they know it or not. Well, okay. So I would agree with that, except here's how it can – it can kind of eliminate itself because let's say Wichita State winds up getting, you know, one of the final two or three bids perish. And in that cluster of teams that does not get in or barely gets in is let's just make make this hypothetical. OK, let's say Northwestern goes on a skid in. it's Northwestern and it's VCU. And you could easily say, oh, well, VCU's had tournament success and they didn't get in or Northwestern would have been a great story. And they could have gotten in, now, but they didn't but, get in. You, don't, you see yeah, what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, there are other factors with other teams no, I hear that you. you could say. But here's, so, here's so what I'm not say saying that. that's the reason why. I'm just saying you can get in those situations with two or three teams, and you can easily frame it for or against why you would or would not put them yeah. in 
based on general human impression. I, I got you. Here's what I would say. Um, VCU doesn't resonate like Wichita State. And uh, beyond that, here's the other human factor. People don't like to be called stupid. Right? Like, people don't like that. It, it doesn't mean you cater to it, but you don't, you don't enjoy it. And so, like, if, if Wichita State really plays this out the way we are hypothetically saying it could go down. In other words, win final regular season game, win two in, in, in St. Louis, then lose to Illinois State in the NBC title game, and be sitting at 29-5 and five on Selection Sunday with a top 15 Ken Palm rating, or even a top 20 Ken Palm rating. Like, let's say the Illinois State, uh, law, law, hypothetical Illinois State loss in the tournament title game gets them, and they slip down to 18th in Ken Palm, whatever. If they're sitting there with 29-5, and five, top 20 Ken Palm rating, and you don't put them in the field, everybody calls you stupid. Everybody says you don't know anything about basketball. You don't know what you're doing. Greg Marshall, who ain't shy, goes on television, calls you stupid. Like the, the, uh, No committee member will ever admit that, well, yeah, we, we just we recognize everybody would call us stupid if we left Wichita. But that's in your head somewhere. It just is. And I, I'm not saying it'll be the determining factor. I'm just saying this. 29-5 and five on Selection Sunday with a top 20 Ken Palm rating, I think they're in. And I think the committee puts them in for what, for either the exact same reasons they did last year or different reasons, but I don't think they get left out. Yeah, it, uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, and, and, here's the valley... what, and here's what I would say, because we got into this debate, not a debate, we just got into a conversation last night on CBS Sports Network. So I was in studio with Danny Jacobson and Danny Granger and Wally Zerbiak. And first things first, when you talk to basketball players who likes, like – they respect the selection process, but they also like roll their eyes at it. Like, get out of my face with top 50 RPI wins. I couldn't care less. I watch these teams. Wichita State's good. Like, Wichita State's good. If you have an NCAA tournament without Wichita State, you're just being stupid. Like, when you talk to Granger and Zerbiak, and I come at, come at them with resumes, they just they look at me like I'm a nerd. You know, they're like, dude, if you know what Yeah, but uh, whatever. Like, I get that. But at the same time, there's a reason why we have and need all this data because no, no, you no, cannot not rely no. on this I played the game thing. Like, there I, is some value in that. I know you're not fighting. I'm just speaking, speaking in general. Like, there's definitely some value in that and can and should be brought to a conversation. And I would argue that the committee would be benefited by having one or two former players. But you... You just, yeah, continue. That's yeah, you yeah, can't no, rely that, on. That's not the point I was trying to make. The point I was trying to make is that's that's where the conversation starts. Like, get out of here with that. I don't care anything about their resume. All I know is I watch them play every week, and they beat the crap out of everybody every time they play. That's a that's one of the better teams in America, a legitimate top twenty-five team. If you have an NCAA tournament, you should have them in. The other point that they make that I think is much more valid in the sense that it's something that you really should take under consideration, like even if you're going to disregard what former NBA All-Stars think of the quality of a basketball team from Wichita, this is something they say that I think makes some sense. If you look at the way their schedule has to break down, given that their league affiliation is with the Missouri Valley Conference, um, the games that matter to them always happen early. Always. And if you look at they're, you know, right now they've played five top 50 games. And three of those came before Christmas. Two of them came in November. And when you are losing three of your top four scores from the previous team, Ron Baker, uh, Fred Van Vliet, Anton Grady, plus Evan Wessel, you're spending November, December trying to figure things out. You're not who you are going to be. Like Villanova can sort of be who it's going to be early because they, they're returning so many key pieces. Um, 
you know, like with Wichita State, like if you're telling me what matters relative to their resume are it's mostly games that are played in November, December, and then I'm telling you they don't even know who they are in November, December because they just lost their, their three-year starting point guard, uh, Ron Baker, Anton Grady, Evan Wessel. They just saw some important pieces. Like, you, you, it's just it's fundamentally unfair to base their resume and, and, and thus their NCAA tournament at-large bid candidacy on stuff that happened in November, December because they were trying to figure out what they were post-Baker, Van Vliet, Grady, and Wessel. And I do think there's something to that because uh, they can't get... If you're saying what matters is top 50 wins, top 100 wins, and then you're also saying you better get them in November, December because you can't get them past that, uh, that seems fundamentally unfair because, like, if you put them in the Big 12... And, and it is true. They wouldn't be beating people like this in the Big 12, and they wouldn't be winning this many games in the Big 12. But TC, I, but I think they'd be a top-five team in the Big 12 and would, would be unquestionably then in it would the picture. Be, uh, yeah. that's Which the is point. hard to get into that, Parrish, like that hypothetical. But I have zero doubt that Wichita State this year is a top-five Big 12 team. Well, here's, here's my point. TCU is a Big 12 team, and they have been able to play 10 top-55 RPI games so far. So far in their league. Forget their non-league. They got 10 at-bats, top 55 RPI opportunities in their league. And they've won two of them. They're 2-8 and eight against the top 55 of the RPI in the Big 12. And that's got them right on the bubble, right there with Wichita State. You're telling me Wichita State couldn't do better than 2-8 and eight against the top 55 of the RPI in the Big 12? Uh, and, well, first of all, Wichita State's 1-1 one one against the Big 12 this season. Beat Oklahoma, lost to Oklahoma State. People that will go against Wichita State will also say, well, you had your crack at Louisville and Michigan State. You lost both of them. Michigan State wasn't uh, wasn't even fully healthy. But you've addressed some of that. And this is why it is extremely important for the committee to hold accountable the major conference teams that have the ability, if they so choose, to schedule ambitiously and to reward them or punish them if they don't. Because the fact of the matter is Wichita State has to rely on being dropped into uh, an exempt tournament in November to get its high conference opponents. And then maybe it can get one school to play a quasi home and home a la Oklahoma. Otherwise, you're getting Tulsa, Long Beach State, Maryland Eastern Shore, Colorado State, St. Louis at the bottom of the A-10. You're simply not allow- getting you're not getting the chances. And so it should not be. The committee has to realize, and I actually think that it does, and it's gotten better about this. The committee has to realize the real-life, real-world, practical situation placed in front of Wichita State and what it could and could not schedule in November and December. Then look at how well it is played in its league, in a top-10-rated league this season, and by the way, is smoking fools and highly rated in the computers. Look at all of that. You can punish them for lack of top-50 wins if you want. But at this point, you really cannot say that Wichita State is not one of the 36 best at large because it would be one of the 20 best at large candidates without question. So it will be interesting. Uh, one bad loss, and this could, but you know Missouri State is their last game on Saturday. It's on the road. Got to win that game. Should win that game. If you lose it, uh, unfortunately, I think it will be detrimental enough that you'd have to win the Valley Conference title because if you took another loss. I, I think that that would spell doom. But I'm glad you brought it up because it's two years in a row here with this program that's really good. 
and it's just it's skating on thin ice. I'll bottom line it like this. If you were to leave them out if they needed an at-large bid, what you would essentially be telling them is you're being left out of the NCAA tournament based on little more than league affiliation and the fact that you didn't win your top 50 opportunities in November when you were still trying to figure out how to play without three of your top four scorers from last season, including your three-year starting point guard and your three-year starting two guard, both of whom are in the NBA. That seems insane to me. And so I understand, as well as anybody, um, like resumes and uh, the quality, the need for quality wins and all that stuff, but I do think common sense has to prevail at some point. And there is nothing, when you invoke common sense into the discussion, there is no way you can conclude that Wichita State, if it needs an at-large bid, uh, shouldn't get an at-large bid. Let me tell you about SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or concert or show that you want to attend, and none of the older ticket sites seem to want to change that. Uh, but then SeatGeek came along, and SeatGeek is different. They've created an amazing app and website that makes it easier uh, uh, than ever for fans to... Uh, buy and sell uh, tickets, and they take a lot of the work out of it as well. In other words, once upon a time, you never knew um, if you're getting the best deal, you never knew which site to go to, you never knew if you bought a ticket over here, or you're going to be able to get a better price over there. And then uh, SeatGeek came along, and they took all of that out of it. Very easy site to, uh, to use. They handle price comparison for 